All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Timeline. It is the 2023 kickoff. Like all of the elite athletes you're watching right now, we needed an off-season to rest, relax, vacation, and spend the enormous amount of money that we make on uh, frivolous things. So we're back. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has been going on. But before we do all of that, We'll start with you, Drew. Drew, how are you doing, man? How's it been? It has been a couple of months since uh, we last spoke on uh, on YouTube's. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you guys. Uh, glad we we brought in our, our heavy free agent signing over here, so we're ready for this season. We we, we splurged, and uh, I think what do we do? Double your salary, triple your salary from last time, Bill. Yes, uh, uh, three times yes. zero is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Then yes, Jesse, I I got a haircut back in April. Donated a bunch of that. I figured probably the last time in my life I'll be able to get enough hair to actually donate to a meaningful cause. So, um, so that's where that's where we are. But yeah, happy to be back and looking forward to seeing what the season will shake out to look like for us. And uh, you know, thrilled for for the folks that have been waiting for us to to post this today. So uh, awesome group there that can't wait to see what they've got for us tonight. That's awesome, brother. Bill, we're going to you. Obviously, like Drew said, big free agent signing. I think we signed you to a, a three-year contract. That triple <laughs> you were getting paid. Uh, you weren't making enough, in our opinion, so we had to triple that and and get you on the team. How How's your offseason been, man? Oh, it's been good. Just uh, staying busy during the summer. You know, I do my music festivals and camping and all of that, so... Uh, just kind of slowing down on that as we uh, creep into Labor Day. And uh, then we get fantasy football and NFL. So, um, you know, good, exciting transition. Um, you know, it's uh, for those of you who don't know, um, like every year I would sign up for Sling and then you got to sign up for the uh, sports package, uh, you know, so you can get uh, Red Zone. And now NFL Network has, or NFL has it where you can just sign up for a monthly thing. Uh, and I think it's like 15 bucks or something a month yeah. and you can get red zone and you get the replays of the games and stuff like that. So uh, quite the deal for, you know, people who really just care about red zone and don't necessarily want to watch all the games like, you know, needing NFL game pass or something. So um, I think I signed up for the year and it costs like 80 bucks. Um, so I figure, I was going to sign up for the four months anyway, which was 60 bucks. So why not just spend $20 for the rest of the year? So um, that's my new exciting thing when it comes to watching football this year. Um, and I got to watch some, and they do condensed games, which is really nice. So like, you know, like I watched the Lions preseason game when I got back from camping this weekend and took 34 minutes to watch the whole game, which is pretty sweet. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That That is brought to you by NFL.com. Um, I love this, Jesse. Able able to get red bone now. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, this there we a, go. This is a family show, Jesse. Now he, he feel the same way. New of, season approaching. Feel the same um, way. Yeah, it, it's it's fun, man. Like this is kind of you know. All right, we're we're moseying into week three of the preseason. We see the light at the end of that tunnel, right? Real games. We get to see the real players. Um, 
I was lucky enough. My father-in-law is a uh, Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder. So I take my son every year to a preseason game just because it's a little less hectic. It's a little less. He enjoys the hell out of it. He loves it. We, we make a whole day out of it. And, um, you know, so I do have a, a little bit of love for the preseason because I get to do that with my son. But let's face it, we're all here to watch the big boys play. And um, there, there's a lot to talk about. The last, what, three days have kind of been like, wow, here's, here's a bunch of news. And news with players that we care about. You know, it's not just, oh, hey, random third-string quarterback goes uh, 10 for 12 with a couple touchdowns. Uh, so let's let's start that off. Let's let's start it off with pro- probably the biggest piece of news, which is the Jonathan Taylor situation. He wants out. He wasn't going to get let out. Then ownership told him he could seek a trade. And that was like yesterday or two days ago. And now they're telling him he needs to have it wrapped up by Tuesday. So it's like, okay, um, that's a thing. So instead of going through, you know, literally every permutation of where he could go, um, I'm going to ask each of you two questions. I'll wrap it up at the end with my opinions. But on a scale of one to 10, does he get traded? And I'm talking about, before the trade deadline for this season. And where would be your favorite spot for him to go strictly in terms of fantasy? So I started with your last question. So, Bill, I will throw this your way first. Scale of 1 to 10, how likely does he get traded? And where would be your fantasy spot for Jonathan Taylor's fantasy value? So the scale of one to 10, uh, just before the trade deadline, um, I'm probably at like a, a six. Uh, I just think that, you know, he's playing as hard a ball as he can play, I guess. But like, ultimately, um, you know, it's going to get to the point, are they going to want to franchise him if they're already dealing with, you know, this, this year. And I'm sure this is probably part of his goal of trying to force the hand. Um, but I think that there's probably a decent chance that they'll hold on to him at least into the season and then see who maybe loses a, uh, a back, you know, of a team that's contending. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to go about it. I think for them, um, you know, trading him now for like a third rounder, you know, they're not going to do that. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that, I think this is just he's stuck, right? And I, I you're I can't imagine he's gonna hold out because if he holds out and then they don't trade him, he loses this year and he's back in the same spot he was this year. So um uh, where do I wanna see him traded? Um I really don't know. I mean there's really nobody that I'm I think is like in a huge need that's like also a contender. Um because at the end of the day, most of the teams that we see succeed aren't paying huge bucks to a, a running back. So um, I don't know. I could see somebody doing it if they lost their guy, but I, I just don't see anybody really getting that motivated. The, only, the closest thing I've heard for um, rumors is like uh, Philly is even interested. And 
you know, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, but like Jesus, like everybody's fantasy darlings, you know, uh, people love Penny, people love Swift, uh, you know, even there's some Gainwell fans. And then all of a sudden here comes uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that'd be pretty crazy. And it would just completely destroy those guys. <laughs> but uh, Not, yeah, I totally agree with you, Bill. Um, Philly, Philly would be a crazy, a crazy spot. But Drew, let's kick it to you. Scale of one to 10. How likely is it? Do you think he gets traded? And then what would be your favorite spot for Jonathan Taylor's fantasy value? Yeah, I, I think it's fairly likely. I would say I, I'm probably a little higher than Bill, maybe in a seven, seven and a half range before the trade deadline because of how how long the season is and the likelihood of somebody getting injured along the way. Um, as far as where I'd like to see him go for fantasy value, uh the Bills fan of me says anywhere in the NFC before the AFC. And then when you narrow that down, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him go to like a, a Dallas or a Minnesota or something like that, you know, where they've got a couple of replacement guys that should be the starters. And, you know, if they don't pan out, maybe they don't perform as, as, uh, as well as they were hoping to. Um, or, you know, if Pollard starts to get worn down a little bit quickly, then I'd, I'd love to see him go and, and uh, you know, be in one of those spots with, uh, an elite offense around him otherwise. So uh, those are probably the top two places that I, I would say, you know, for the three or four places that I have him in fantasy, those would be the most, uh, most exciting for, for me in those teams. I love it. I love it. Before I get to my answer, just want to shout out a couple of people in the chat, that fantasy network, fourth round lovers here. That's our safe league that Drew and I co-own a team in uh, hoping to turn it around this year. Last year was, uh, was not good for us. We, uh, we stunk it up pretty bad, but I, I think we, we rebound this year and, and we get it going. And then I, I love this one from Puff, Puff Pass Kick. Jets are going to sign Jonathan Taylor because of their hatred for fantasy football. Uh, that that would be hilarious. Um, don't he does think not need happen. to be in the AFC East. Stay away but from the AFC East. That, that would be hilarious. Um, all right, so – Drew, I agree with you. I think likelihood is a seven. It just seems like all of a sudden Jim Irsay wants him out, said go find a trade partner. And apparently I saw something on Twitter today that six teams have inquired about him and two teams have made offers. Um, it sounds like those two teams may be Miami and Philadelphia, um, or they just may be two of the six teams that have called to inquire. But uh, I think it's a seven. And then um, Drew stole my thunder a little bit. Uh, I think Dallas uh, would be the best spot for the fantasy value. We kind of saw what they did with Zeke. You know, let's run, run, run until he can't run anymore. Last year we saw the split between him and Pollard, and I think that was because Zeke's legs just weren't there anymore. Uh, we'll see what happens with, with Zeke in uh, New England. But um, I think that would be the spot where we've kind of seen the team use a running back for that fantasy goodness where it's like, all right, he's going to get the majority of the touches, whether it's in the run game, whether it's in the pass game, he's going to be out there all the time. So um, that would be that would be my pick. But – that was uh, 
that that was a good little discussion. We'll move on. Um, and I, I'll just say this. We don't even have to talk about it. Corey Davis retiring kind of out of nowhere. He seemed like he was in line maybe to, to be wide receiver two, wide receiver three there. But he decided he, he had enough and he was out. So shout out to Corey Davis. Um, I, I remember when he was going 101 the year that he uh, that he came out and his career never matched that but um he had some games he he, uh, he had some moments so shout out Corey Davis I know you're watching and uh have fun brother uh 28 years old I believe and retiring with millions of dollars so if he uh, good on him if he's been uh if he's been doing his life right he uh he's got enough money to never have to work a day again which is uh, pretty dang cool um, here's the other piece of big news that kind of broke today. Um, Trey Lance, he is going to be QB three for the San Francisco 49ers behind Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and everyone's favorite ghost hunter, Sam Darnold. So I'll ask a question again. Um, and we'll, we'll switch up the order. I'll figure out an order on the fly here. Does Trey Lance have any fantasy value? You know, we're talking dynasty, obviously. Um, but like if you had him, what would you want for him? If are you even trying to buy him? Drew, I'll let you go first. What would you what would you take for him? And are you even trying to buy him right now? Uh, I'll answer that in reverse order. I, I would take him as a throw in in pretty much any trade if I can get him and I will let him sit there for another season or two. Um, see if he gets traded, see if he gets picked up somewhere that has maybe some opportunity ahead of him. Um, I, I see Jesse here in the chat saying he feels bad for him. I, I, I'm starting to agree. I think, uh, I avoided him for so long initially, but at this point, you know, the, the guy hasn't even had, um, you know, really a fair shot at anything based on, uh, you know, his health and some of the circumstances there in San Fran. So I'd love to see him get a, a shot maybe next year somewhere. But um, as far as what I would take for him, I have a couple, a uh, couple teams with him on uh, the roster and uh, yeah, I don't, it's one of those, I, I, I'm never going to get what I want to move him because I'm, I'm just going to be more patient to, to hang out and wait and see what happens. So um, and I think the moment that he gets anywhere near, you know, maybe a, a second plus in value, like if there's any kind of uh, hope that he might move that direction, then I'll, I'll probably take that. But uh, I think if he gets value, he's going to gain a lot of value real quick. So I don't know that we'll have a big window to, to kind of move like a first wave and then a second wave. So um, short answer is I'm, I'm hanging on to him if I can, if my team somehow gets uh, instantly loaded with starters and I have to move him, that's fine. But uh, the teams that I have him on, I, I earned those picks to get him. So um, I'm probably going to be hanging on to him for a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I think if I had him, I think I'd take any second form at this point. I mean, look, I, I hear a lot of people saying, well, look at, you know, Sam Darnold, look at Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith is kind of the high end of that 
guy who flamed out, bounced around for a while, and then kind of made a resurgence last year. But is that the norm? No. I mean, and, you know, Puff Pass Kicks says that, you know, Sam Darnold is this year's Geno Smith, which the way injuries go down in San Francisco, I'm sure I'm sure Sammy D is going to start a couple games. Um, that team can never keep their, their stars healthy for 17. So um, I'm sure we will see some Sam Darnold this year. But, um, you know, what's what's the outlook? Maybe he has to start some games because both Purdy and Darnold go down. But I, I just feel like for him to bounce back up in value, a lot needs to happen. And I, I don't like um, I don't like trying to bank on that kind of stuff. Now, I also agree with you, Drew. I'm probably keeping them because no one is going to, you know, no one's going to give me anything of real value in order to take them off my hands. I only have one share of them, so, and it's on a rebuilding team. So it's kind of like, all right, all right, if Trey Lance doesn't do anything, it's just helping me uh, gain a higher pick. And if he does kind of ball out, then maybe I can trade him for way more than I thought I would. But, yeah, unfortunately, I think, you know, he's probably going to get, you know, maybe traded somewhere, right? Maybe. But even then, what is he? You know, I've heard the Vikings a lot, you know, trade him, let him sit behind Kirk Cousins. But, okay, cool. Like, are we guaranteeing that once Kirk Cousins' contract is up, he slides right in? I don't think we can guarantee that at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not looking to acquire him. Obviously, like Drew said, if someone just throws him in and I go, okay, I'd like this deal anyway without Trey Lance and he's a part of it, sure, I'll take him. Why not? But, um, yeah, g- give me any second for Trey Lance and I'll be good with it. And if uh, if he's a throw in, fine, I'll take him. But I'm not going to actively go out searching for him. Bill, we'll wrap it up for you. What do you want for him if you have him, and what would you be willing to give up, if anything? Um, I don't have any of him. Um, I mean, honestly, he's just a guy I don't think we're going to see moved a whole lot, you know, because everybody's still kind of holding on to the upside and exactly like what what you said about just not necessarily having a fair shake at, you know, starting. You know, he gets hurt. The first – game was in that crazy wind in Chicago, you know, just a a lot of things are working against him a little bit. And um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see, I think we're going to see him being moved for like third rounders that by that point, it's just not even worth, you know, getting rid of him because of the potential upside. Um, And then I'm not necessarily sure he's getting traded. Um, Cause like next year he's like guaranteed like $5 million. Like who's, who's going to trade for a guy that, um, and give up anything worth, you know, any, any NFL team going to give up anything of value for a guy who, you know, you're going to be stuck with that bill. Um, I mean, I guess you could cut him Right. But you're still giving up the pick. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a tough situation uh, for him. Like you, you hope he gets a chance somewhere else, but, um, you know, I, once those guys get cut from their first team, it just, it's, 
it's like too easy for the next team to let him go, right? Like they don't have to spend that um, roster space on him and hope he, um, you know, gets better or improves. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough situation for him. You know, it's uh, – I don't – I just don't see – I think we're going to see a lot of people holding on to him just because of what they'll be able to get back for him. It's going to totally be a throw in, um, in trades, I think. Yeah. And just to kind of take this home, I think a trade is going to be hard for Trey Lance because over the next two years, he has over $20 million in cap it. It's about 20.1 million. And if you cut them this year, it's a $20 million dead cap hit. And if you cut them next year, it's almost an $11 million cap hit, which I'm sure some teams won't mind the $11 million cap hit. They'll just take it. But, yeah. Uh, here's an interesting point. We'll, we'll go through this real quick. What about Washington? Personally, I, I think they like Sam Howell. I, I th- from everything I'm hearing from reports, they, they like Sam Howell. They – are going to give him the chance to start and see what happens. But they also have Jacoby Brissett, and we've seen Jacoby Brissett in, you know, small sample sizes throughout a season be serviceable, not not elite, not, you know, but he has more of a track record than Trey Lance, as crazy as that sounds, you know. He has more of a track record of, you know, playing the quarterback position and winning games in the NFL. So, um Washington would be interesting. Maybe it would be kind of the splash deal that the new Washington ownership would want to make, but Tampa. Oh, what a what a fun cocktail that would be. Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance, and Kyle Trask. Sounds like a joke where they all walk into a bar. But um I mean you gotta just pick teams that don't have any, you know, there's zero uh you know, zero issues of like impediments to like potentially starting right like his talent might just be that much greater than um baker mayfield's experience you know what i mean at some point they might just say well fuck it like you know we suck this year you know let's just trade for him and see what he has and we can just cut him at the end of the year if we have to and i wonder if this turns into a almost kind of like remember when Jimmy Garoppolo got traded from New England to San Francisco, where your guy goes down, you look at your backup and you go, Ooh, I don't know if I like that. And you go, Well, Trey Lance is available, let's give it a whirl. We probably only have to give up like a sixth and make San Francisco eat some of that contract, and we can, you know, at least try him out and say that we're trying. You know, we saw, um. We saw Los Angeles last year get to the point where they brought Baker Mayfield in, who had been cut by the Carolina Panthers, just because they were looking at what they had. They were on their third or fourth guy, and they were like, well, this looks kind of gross. We'll just sign Baker Mayfield and see what happens. So um, it's all possibilities, but, man, I I think it's going to be a tough one. So let's see. Is there any other news? Um feel like there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Raiders are saying that they don't want to take – they're not going to trade Josh Jacobs, and Josh Jacobs is saying that's cool, but I'm not showing up because I want one of them contracts that are getting passed around. Um, 
that'll be an interesting one to see what's going on. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He uh, got a little break in his wrist, but it seems like he may be able to start week one. Uh, I think I think this brings down some of his value. Um, are you out there trying to see if someone will panic trade him, or is this just kind of one of those things where you let it go and you don't even uh, you don't even waste your time with it? I don't think a couple people. I'll ask. Yeah, I'll ask a couple of folks, but uh, I think most of the leagues that we're in are uh, folks that are, are pretty uh, pretty in tune with what's going on. So, um, you know, if we get lucky somewhere, then great. Uh, it doesn't take a ton of time to throw a couple of uh, messages at somebody or throw a couple of trades at someone, but uh, I highly doubt I'll, I'll be able to snag them below value anywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, who's going to, like, Who's going to trade him? You know what I mean? Like, because if you're a rebuilding team and he gets hurt, like, it doesn't matter. And, you know, if you're a, a contending team, odds are JSN, you know, isn't, um, isn't one of your best players at this point. And you know his upside and you're probably a decent player and understand that this is just a blip and you, you don't want to react and sell one of these you know, especially this time of year. I mean, if the, he broke his wrist like in week eight or nine and you need a starter, yeah. that's a different story. But um, yeah, I just, there's really no reason for anybody to sell him. Yeah. I mean, I have a few shares of JSN that don't even bother. I mean, not, not with a low ball offer anyway. I mean, I took him over Jamar Gibbs in a couple of drafts and I know Jamar Gibbs is now, you know, our Lord and savior, but um, yeah, exactly. But uh, I still took JSN over him because that was the way I did it pre-draft. And I usually don't um, let draft position and, you know, teams sway me all that much. So I still think JSN is going to be a beast and yeah, it might take, you know, three or four weeks for him to kind of, get back to where he normally would have been, but I think he balls out after that. So I'm not worried. Don't, don't come at me with a, with a low ball offer. You're not going to get my JSNs. Um, so uh, last but not least, Terry McLaurin um, has an injury. Uh, if you listen to Ron Rivera, it's not that bad, but it could also be kind of bad. So We'll take that for what it's worth. Um, so is it Jahan Dotson season? Because I know as soon as it came out, you know, oh, my God, it, it's Jahan Dotson season. And now it seems like he could be there for week one. Might take him a couple of weeks to get back in the swing of things. But listen, it's it's August 23rd. We're kind of gearing into the season. Is it maybe time to, you know, look at this news and say, maybe I need a couple of Jahan Dotsons. I know uh, a friend of the show, Bobby Koch, would say yes, 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 because he was, uh, I think he was Jahan Dotson's number one fan uh, last year in the pre-draft process. So, you know, I'll start. I think Jahan Dotson's going to be a baller, man. I think he's going to be real good, especially for, a Washington team that behind Jahan Dotson and 
Terry McLaurin, do they have any weapons that scare you? <laughs> Not really. I mean, they have some running back combination of Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. They have tight ends. Couldn't pick them out of the lineup, but they're there. They're on the roster. So it's kind of like if the first couple of weeks are the Jahan Dotson show and Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson have looked like they've had a really good uh, chemistry throughout training camp and the and the preseason. Are, are you guys going in and trying to pick up? What do you guys think? Bill, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't necessarily know that it's going to change a whole lot for him. Um, you know, I mean, they have Curtis Samuel, too. And, I mean, usually when he plays, he's at least some sort of participant. You know what I mean? He's not, like, a guy that they're not going to look at. Um, so I think that I would almost rather just buy the cheap Curtis Samuel if I'm thinking that McLaurin's going to miss um, than to pay up for an inflated Dotson price right now. Um, I'd almost rather, if I really like Dotson, I'd almost prefer to wait till McLaurin's back, um, let people kind of go, uh-oh, he's going to start losing some of his volume. And then I'd try to make a move then. Um, so, I, yeah, I think I think if I believe that McLaurin's going to be out for a while, um, you know, according to uh, Ron Rivera and his uh, – pretty much what we expected, you know, description of the injury, but not really. Um, you know, I, I think I just rather try to roll the dice on maybe a lower cost um, guy and hope that maybe that bumps up a little bit and I can get some points from him um, rather than paying up for uh, Dotson. I like that. I like that. What do you think, Drew? Is it a, is it Jahan Dotson season? Are you running out there and trying to get some shares? Uh, it might be his season for a little bit here, but I, I agree with Bill. If, if you were in on him, you already had him because you could have gotten him probably way cheaper last year, last off season. And that's when you were trying to add him onto your roster. Uh, and I don't know that anybody truly believes he's the elite talent where you buy even on the upswing here. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're going out, if you uh, feel like you missed the boat, I love Bill's idea of wait until, McLaurin's back to see, or, you know, even if, even if Curtis Samuel pops for a couple of weeks and they start to maybe run the ball more or something. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going out and, and throwing a bunch of offers um, partially because I, I'm just not a huge, uh, huge believer, which um, I don't know. I know Bobby's pretty, <laughs> pretty smart. So maybe I'm, I'm missing something here, but uh, yeah, I think if you liked him, you would have had him by now. And uh, this is not the best time to, to go and get him. Well, and not only do you have to believe in him, you have to believe in Sam Howell, right? So, like, those are a couple of things that um, I think you're kind of, you know, concerned about two different situations. And Very true. Um, you know, it's almost like I would feel more comfortable if Brissett was in there in an odd way, you know, just – but, like, so there's just a few things that could potentially be an issue that I just – that's going to prohibit me from doing any of that kind of stuff. Great points. Great points. And that's why I love having you guys on because you guys go next level and think about things I didn't think about. So that is, uh, that's awesome. So that's the news. I think we talked through pretty much all of the, the big talking points, you know, we'll, uh, we'll leave the little stuff for maybe some other people, but we got a couple questions on the timeline, which I always love to see. 
because uh, we love answering questions and just kind of talking, talking through this stuff. We're just three good friends talking stuff out. So this is a question we got from Jesse Schott, who's in the chat. Um, awesome. Drew and I call on the team in uh, Dynasty Junkies, too. Uh, he's in that league as well, and it's always a good time in the chat with him. So he wants to know, what is your value on Kenny Pickett? Getting a crap load of offers for him. Man, what a what a change 365 days makes because I don't know if anybody was getting a crap load of offers for Kenny Pickett last year. Um, but preseason has he very limited sample size. I think he's thrown 11 passes in all preseason, but he's looked good. Uh, camp reports are saying he's looking good. Maybe this is the uh, the sophomore breakout for Kenny Pickett. So uh, what is what is your value on Kenny Pickett? I will start this one off. My perception of Kenny Pickett hasn't changed all that much, and I wasn't a huge fan of him last year. <laughs> um, as far as the quarterback position goes, I'm not a huge fan of him this year. Um, his Some of his talent limitations are an issue for me, but that Matt Canada offense, like, that, that, will, that will cause my heart to stop much sooner than all of the fried food that I eat. I mean, it's just, it's hard to watch. It's painful to watch sometimes. And you're like, why are they running this offense when they have, they have good position players on the field. Najee Harris is a good player. Jalen Warren is, is getting a lot of preseason hype for his explosive plays. They have Deontay Johnson. They have Pickens. They have uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end. And then you just watch this Matt Canada offense, and you're like, well, hey, how can we waste five good players at once? Well, let's run Matt Canada's offense. So uh, for those two reasons, um, my value is kind of where it is. Like, he's a okay QB2 and Superflex. Um I mean, I wouldn't rush out to try to get him based on this hype, but if you're getting a bunch of offers and they're like really good offers, and, and I'm gonna throw that to you guys, like what's your value on them? But like what would what would be a good offer for Kenny Pickett? Like, what would you say? All right, I have Kenny Pickett on a team and I would trade him for this because I have zero shares of Kenny Pickett, so I don't think I'm qualified to kind of give this answer. So, Drew, why don't you start us off? Well, I'm looking at um, DLF here, and uh, I'm just looking at back at July. They, there's only one uh, Superflex trade that they have logged for August with Kenny Pickett involved. Um, but there's one back here in one of the safe leagues, which I think we're all pretty familiar with, 12-team PPR Superflex. <laughs> um Somebody traded Kenny Pickett on July 15th. Now, this is six weeks ago or five weeks ago. Uh, and the poor person got Trey Lance back. 
Now, uh, there's no way you'd ever know, (laughs) but even then I I feel like that was, uh, that was, had to be a huge, huge risk, huge reward kind of a move, but a couple other interesting ones here. Um, a Traylon Burks in a 12 team PPR Superflex for Kenny Pickett. You know, that, that feels probably pretty, pretty on par or in line. Um, this is an interesting one here back in July as well. Um, so post post rookie draft. Uh, Kenneth Walker and a 24 first for Kenny Pickett and Michael Pittman, which is an interesting combo on both sides there, depending on what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, as of right now, you know, Kenny Pickett, uh, it, it seems like his value is trending up a little bit. So, you know, I'm I'm pouncing on any uh, any kind of future first that I can get. And if there's a, a small sweetener involved, I'll take it. Or if I can push for it, I'll take it. Um, player wise, you know, you're looking at the rankings. Um, he's still ranked pretty low for most of our super flex quarterbacks here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've got him in, I think one league last year, I traded him, uh, traded him and Justin Fields for, uh, Jalen hurts and something else. I don't remember what something else was, uh, but it took me a little while to, to do that. Cause as you know, I love, uh, me some Justin Fields, but other than that, I've only got him in one league. So I'm curious to see if I'll get some offers and I'll keep you updated. Yeah, you'll have to let us know how uh, the the picket sale goes. Uh, uh, this is a great one from from Bob Gilchrist. Love you, Bob. I'll take picket for Lance. At least there's still hope in Lance. Uh, hey, God bless you. <laughs> I mean, Bob's I think gonna get, Lance- Bob's going to get like a bunch of offers. You know, Bob's playing chess <laughs> over here with uh, with some of the folks in his leagues. Uh, you know, I've. I do. I have seen on Twitter today, though, that a lot of the people that love Lance are still loving Lance, and they're trading seconds to get him. You know, so th- those people are still. You know, it's not like Bob is on an island here where he's the only person that has hope in Lance. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter today. I I traded a second, or I traded, um, a second for Lance and a third type deals. So. Uh, I definitely think there are still, you know, the people who, um, the people who liked him, I, I shouldn't say like the people who loved him are still loving him. And that's where it gets interesting. Like, if you love him, you know, you love him. So, uh, there you go, Jesse. Um, I don't know what kind of offers you're getting. Uh, if you're still in the chat, you can let us know some of them, and maybe we could we can go through them together. Uh, but while we're doing that, we got another one from Kenny at Dynasty Beach Boy. He traded Luke Musgrave and Tank Bigsby for Michael Pittman. Thoughts? So that that's an interesting one. A couple of rookies for Michael Pittman. So, Bill, how do you feel about that? Which side do you like more? Um, yeah, it's those rookies are fun, right? Like, uh, I, I've never been a Pittman guy. Um, so, like, I mean, if I'm just looking at it, removing value from the conversation, like, I'm totally happy with making that trade, I think. Um, but I, I just feel like, you know, Pittman probably has more value than that. I'm pretty sure this isn't a league I'm in, actually. <laughs> so, um, Uh-oh. yeah. Um, 
but no, I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm really high on Musgrave. Like I've, I drafted a ton of them. Bigsby's looking solid, right? Like, I mean, I'm not necessarily sure what the expectation is for him, but he could be like, you know, a, a pretty solid two. Uh, oh, yeah. J-Pip is the other side of that trade, uh, getting Pittman, I guess. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I get wanting to make that trade because I, I honestly prefer those two players compared Pittman, but I just feel like I probably would have asked for something else on top. Um, whether it's just a, a, a throwing pick or, um, you know, an upgraded pick from a three to a two or something, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other, but, but at the end of the day, get your guys. And I mean, I don't think this is going to be a trade that ends up like destroying either of the teams. Right. So um, if Musgrave hits, man, you know, that's, uh, um, I think that, you know, if you're in a, it is a tight end premium, uh, league. So I, um, you know, that could be a positive thing, but, um, oh, it's a timeline league. Is it really? Why did I not see this? <laughs> oh my God. The email. Fucking hilarious. You knuckleheads didn't even know it's in our, uh, OG league. Jeez. I didn't see the email come through. I'm a little ticked off about it. Oh, that's, that's really hilarious. Funny. That is really funny. I Did promise we know what email? we're doing. Hey, we've been out. We've we're out of practice here, so uh, that is Did really you? fucking funny. Um, Did either of you guys see the email? I didn't see the email. Well, yeah, because I said I knew it was in a league I was in. So <laughs> I, you did um, say that. I mean, it's a league we're all in. Apparently. But I meant, that's you know, hilarious. Kenny and Jess or Kenny and uh, J Pip are in multiple leagues with me, so it's. Uh, True that, true that. I, I, didn't, I didn't look to see what league it was in. Um, that's awesome. I, I'll i say this, and this is, this is going to upset uh, the man that writes our checks, um, Russ, Dynasty Outhouse, who loves Michael Pittman. I've not ever been a Michael Pittman guy. But I think in this situation, I take Pittman. Uh, but, Bill, I think you're, you're absolutely right if, Luke Musgrave kind of hit some of the hype that's been put on him. Um, it could definitely swing to the other side, you know, by the end of the, by the end of this season, it'll be interesting to see once the games count, what the offense looks like with Jordan love behind center, uh, you know, is he going to pepper these tight ends because, you know, they're kind of the, the safety blanket and occasionally go over the top to, you know, Christian Watson. Um, that'll be fun to see. But, yeah, I, I think I would go Pittman here. Um, I like the trade. But, I mean, there's definitely a way where we talk about this in 365 days, like Kenny Pickett, and go, well, things have changed a little bit. Now it's it's Luke Musgrave and uh, Tank Bigsby. But I want to throw this one up here real quick because – uh, Jesse did hit us with one of his um, with one of the trades. He said his most enticing one is Dotson, who we spoke about earlier, and Kenny Pickett for Bryce Young and Mr. Elijah Moore. And uh, we've loved him for a long time. We've we've been here through the downs, and it looks like maybe with the Browns, we're going to be seeing some of the ups now. So. In, in that situation, and I'll recap it just in case, 
We got Dotson and Pickett for Young and more. So, um, give me Young and more. I'm I'm with you. I think I think Young and more as well. I mean, Young's uh, gonna have all the all the runway as the 101. And I I like Elijah more more than I liked Dotson. And uh, I mean, he's tied to like Bill's point earlier. Uh, Elijah Moore is tied to Deshaun Watson now. I mean, I know there there could be uh, you know numerous targets there, but um, I'll take that shot. And you know, I've liked Elijah Moore since he came out uh, a lot more than I liked Dots when he came out. So, yeah, that that one for me is pretty straightforward. Yeah. So Jesse, uh, all of us three for three on the Young and Moore side. Um, I think Young has some some interesting weapons there as well. And I think, obviously, um, as we proceed over the next two to three years, I think all Carolina is going to do is try to uh, strengthen that core. So uh, that that was good. I'm glad we got that in real time. I love kind of the real time uh, feel of it. So I want to... uh, switch over i actually have a a couple of um a couple of bookmark tweets on my other account because um a couple people said hey i got questions do you mind um do you mind asking them so i said why not let's let's do that thing and um so just give me a second to pull on up because my computer is now moving slowly okay perfect Excuse me. So we got one from here uh, from our DAP Network brother, good friend of the show, Andrew Hall. Uh, He dropped this in a chat that you and I are in, but I also he also had a tweet. uh, Drew. So here we go. He traded. We have a trade here. So. This is a 12-team Superflex PPR Dynasty League. And uh, I love the context, and we also get more context, which sometimes we get, sometimes we don't. This is a rebuild team, okay? So we'll keep that in mind as we talk about it. We have Aaron Jones or McCorkle Jones and Chuba Hubbard. So, Drew, if you need a little time to think about that, let me know, uh, and I could definitely start off first. Or if you got some some thoughts, yeah, um, that's tough. I I I'm fine. Yeah, I'm pre- pretty ambivalent around Mac Jones. Um, I mean, he's a starting quarterback. We'll see what he does with some of the weapons he has now see what uh, another year in the system looks like, but um, Chiba Hubbard doesn't do a whole lot for me either or. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good moving a veteran running back for a younger, younger player that, you know, could accrue more value and probably won't lose a lot more value. Um, I know, you know, 12 team leagues quarterback, you can get, uh, you know, fairly easy compared to some of the larger leagues that we might be in, but uh, I like that. I, I think that's certainly a, a fine move if you're rebuilding to move on from Aaron Jones and get 
uh, Mac Jones plus another you know small piece. And yeah, if Mac Jones has a, a good season or a good part of the season, you may be able to you know, transfer that into something more valuable for next year, whether it's a draft pick or maybe another younger player that gets injured that you're excited about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that uh, for a rebuilding team. I, I would take the Mac Jones side probably if that was offered to me. Yeah. Uh, I agree hundred percent. I, uh, actually voted on this when, uh, I saw the tweet come up, um, right now with 73 votes, uh, 53% for Aaron Jones, 47% for the Matt Jones side. Um, listen, it, it's a rebuild. You got a young quarterback in the Superflex League. Cool. If he's your, you know, number one this year because it's a rebuild and that gets you, you know, closer to the, you know, the top two quarterbacks in the 2024 draft so far. And he bumps down to your second QB at that time. Awesome. Like, cool. And, if not, who knows? Uh, a contender gets a, a quarterback injury too, and now all of a sudden, you know, McCorkle has a little value. So um, I like that. I think Aaron Jones is going to eat this year because of the Jordan Love led offense. They're gonna they're gonna put a lot of stock into the run game, and if you're trying to rebuild, having an old guy get you a bunch of points is not the, the way to go about doing that. So. Um, give me McCorkle, give me the, the Canadian crusher, Chuba Hubbard, and um, and let's rebuild this thing. What do you think, Bill? Are you going with in this trade? It is a 12-team Superflex PPR league. Andrew's team is in a rebuild. Are you going Aaron Jones or are you going McCorkle? And Chuba Hubbard. I think I'll go Mac Jones. Uh, I just think Who? Aaron. Didn't you say Mac Jones? <laughs> and um, I had I was thrown off for a second. I'm like, did I misunderstand this question? Um, so I think I think it just in the rebuild it makes it really easy. You just want to get those old. I mean, I think Aaron Jones is gonna be 29 this year, so it's like when you have the opportunity to even flip a player like that and get him off your team for something that potentially could have value and you could even, if you don't like him, you could flip him for something else, you know? So I, I just think that there's more paths to gaining value by taking the Mac Jones side. Agree. Uh, 28 year old Aaron Jones, who will be 29 um, in December. So, I agree with you, and let's face it, they have uh, they have put some tread on those tires. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I like that one. Uh, I like that one a bunch. So we got we got a little bit of time. So, fellas, I, I was hoping that you could help me. Got got some trades here. In some real leagues that I'm in that are that are sitting in the box, I have to dust the box off because 
It's been a couple days. Some dust is collected. We're going to start out easy. We're going to start out with some trades that don't uh, don't push the needle too much, but it, it'll get our brains working, and then maybe we'll get into some, some deeper trades here. So this is a, a, a team that I own by myself, but, but Drew is in this league. It, it is the sleeper league we're in together, Drew. And got, got a big-time trade here. So I would have to give a 20-24 fourth, and I would get a guy that we talked about the last time we had a show, Malik Davis, third string running back. I, I think I looked at our lads earlier. Uh, Malik Davis running back from Dallas. And Peyton Hendershot, also a uh, a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go on our lads right now and see where he is in the pecking order because I will tell you the truth. They're my team, and I don't know. And according to our lads, he's a, a third string tight end right now. So that that is the first one, and I'm bringing that up uh, for one reason, just to get us slowly started in, but also because it's from our boy Puff Pass Kick, who's in the chat right now. So I want to I want to give him some love, and that's one trade. And then um, the the second trade he offered me, uh, Deontay Hardy, uh, the aforementioned Malik Davis, and Peyton Hendershot for a third. So um, I, I do want to read the, the note he left me afterwards. Um, he said, you know you want to take that Deontay Hardy, Josh Allen stack. I have Josh Allen in this league that nobody is talking about yet. Plus Malik and Peyton from them boys, all for a measly third round pick. Come on, Josh. Now I'll say this. Th- this is the type of message you send with the trade because it's all in good fun. It kind of makes the person that you're trading with smile a little bit. They know you're joking around. They know you're ha- you're you're trying to have a good time with it. And, and it's not a real sales pitch. It's not like, hey, Deontay Hardy's going to be the number one this year. You know he is. You're just BSing with Stefan Diggs and all that. No, no, no. It's good. Like he's not trying to sell me. He he's having a good time with it. This is the way you send a message in a trade. Make the other guy smile a little bit. Make him laugh a little bit. And who knows, maybe if they're on the fence, they're like, you know what? This is a good guy. I'll make the trade. I was on the fence, but I like him. Don't don't be the other guy that's trying to tell you the reason why all your guys stink and all their guys are great and why you should make the trade. That was just a PSA for me. But what do you think about either one of those trades? Malik Davis and Hendershot for a fourth or Hendershot, Davis, and Deontay Hardy for a third? I'll let you go first, Bill, because uh, Drew may try to poison my team here. Is there any context to, like, if there's cuts or anything like that? Uh, no, no cut. Uh, oh, what? well, I would be getting the players and just giving up a pick. So, yeah, I would probably have to cut some people to make this happen. So let me go into my squad real quick. Well, and t- I mean, if, you, if there's anybody you like, the answer is no. Like, I mean – I just feel like you can use those picks to trade for something during the season. Like you need a spot start. You know what I mean? Like why mm-hmm. take on additional players if you don't like the upgrade, you know, enough that like, you know, maybe you can get like a, I don't know, Deonta Foreman that's going to start one week or something, you know, 
um, during the season, and you'll know he's starting. Unless you truly believe that Mike Davis is going to end up being the number two, which I don't know how you can know that when there's like three guys that (laughs) really could be that. You know what I mean? And um, and I think I recall last time we spoke that you were saying that they liked um, uh, Dowdle more than um, Rico Dowdle. Yeah. So. And then, then they draft uh, Deuce Vaughn, who's, you know, going to do a little bit too. So, um, the Deuce is loose. Yeah, I'm probably not doing that. I mean, the Deontay Hardy, Hardy one is actually kind of interesting. Like, just, <laughs> um, you know, like he's a player that I'm interested in having as like a bottom, you know, like at the bottom of my roster just to see if he ends up, you know, overtaking Shakir and kind of being their slot guy. Um mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think he's anybody I'm ever going to give a pickup for. Yeah. Um, I I will give some context. Um, I do think this team uh, is a contender, and it's a 14-teamer. So that fourth, would I I believe, would be late. Obviously, anything can happen throughout the season. But uh, I was in the playoffs last year. I think I made it to the semifinals. So – um, well, at worst case, it would be like the forty-third pick in that. You know what I mean? So, like, if in a fourteen-teamer, like even if you finished yeah. last, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so that 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 I just want to throw that context in there. But um, I, I again, I didn't think about it like that. So I, I like that point of view, and uh, that's why I talk to you guys. All right, Drew, try to poison my team here since we're in this league together. Uh, what do you think about these two trades? The benches are deep, so if you have the room, I, I don't see a problem with either one of them. Uh, if you like the idea of Hardy, if he's kind of the one that we focus on, then you know, is he is he worth moving from a fourth to a third here? Uh, I'd have to look and see what you have for. I think you just have your your standard uh, five rounds, right? You haven't added any additional picks that I can tell. Um, no. But at that point, five like Bill said, picks. yeah. So I, like Bill said, you know, each of those is uh, pushed back a little further with a fourteen teamer. Um, and, and yeah, if, if Hardy's the interesting piece, then I don't know. I'd negotiate around that. Is a, is he worth a fourth if you think it's going to be late? Just do that, and then you're not forced to look at other cuts. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, it's it's do you do you have to take the package to get the one piece you really want, or can you negotiate for the one piece that is most interesting to you? Yeah, and, and honestly, I would probably take the first deal just davis and pendershot for the fourth because i mean god those those what when you're in the draft and you're making those picks you're like oh god what am i doing here i don't even know who these guys are yeah this is an undrafted free agent from you know san francisco state you know i've never even heard of this guy i've never seen him play you know so um you know I mean, I, I have some it, – it's funny because we're talking about late-round picks. I have some late-round picks kind of on this team that I – just because I couldn't get rid of the damn picks. I mean, I have, you know, I have uh, – what's this guy's name? I just had him here. Now, uh, Josh Wiley. I think he was my fifth-round pick. He's like the third or fourth-string tight end for Tennessee. Um, so I, I do have some guys – Hell, I have Allen Robinson on this team. <laughs> I have the corpse of Allen Robinson still running around on this team. Um, 
So that that would be the only trade I would consider taking. Um, because I'm kind of with Bill with the the trade that involves a third. I feel like a third could get me, you know, that Deonta Foreman one week where, you know, I have buys or I have injuries and I, I just need him for that one week to get me through and have a guy that might get some points, you know, on the board for me type deal. A fourth, I think, is a little harder to do that with because there are 14 teams. So, you know, most people, even if it's a guy they just picked up off the waiver wire, like I, I need a third in this situation. So um, I have a, I have Bill giving me the the deeper look on it and Drew giving me the, eh, if you like the guys, make it, who cares about the fourth round pick, you know, so. I might, I might take that trade. I might take that Malik Davis, Peyton Hendershot trade. Uh, I'm not going to hit yes on it right now because I just want to kind of look through my team and see. I'm going to have to make a couple cuts, so want to make sure I make the right cuts, but I, I think I'm going to take that one. Uh, fortunately, Deontay Hardy does not uh, does not uh, do it for me to bump it up to a third. Uh, so, oh, wait a minute. I heard there are we got, other options. We got new options. Wow, wow. We'll have to we'll have to talk after this and see. I mean, I, I was getting ready to to you know ball up for that pick, but if there's other options, I mean, I have to look at the team and see. I'm trying to trying to win the whole damn thing this year, you know. So, which would be funny because I commissioned this league for like three years. This was a uh, this was a COVID league, and uh, I said I was going to drop out of the uh, the commissioner's chair on this one, and if someone wanted to take it over and J Money actually took it over as commissioner. So the, the league stayed, uh, the league stayed intact and we were able to, uh, we were able to keep it going, which I, I'm actually very happy about because um, it's a good league, a lot of good people. So Drew, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to let you start off on this one because this is in the OG league. Uh, so Bill and I own this team. I know where Bill stands. I know where I stand, but I just want to get your uh, your thoughts on it. So whatever makes your team worse. Whatever makes my, my team right. So this is from someone else in the chat, Jay Pitt, who uh, <laughs> is making deals in the OG League that none of us know about, apparently. Um, one, Ezekiel Elliott, the, the newest New England Patriot, and Christopher Godwin for a guy that we talked about earlier, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So we would be getting the Zeke Godwin side and we would be giving up the JSN side. Tell me what you think, Drew. Um, I can't in good conscience tell you to take that. Um, where is, let me find your team here. I mean, if, from what I recall, you guys are pretty deep in, in wide receivers. So this goes back to, um, the chat earlier, you know, you all are, are in good shape with the wide receivers where you can let him sit. If he is injured for a few more weeks, let him get healthy. Um, I mean, you would need, you know, you have Jonathan Taylor, uh, who is a, a little bit of a question mark right now, Montgomery in a, a different situation, Gibson, who's sharing a backfield, 
Um, Jamal Williams, who may start a couple of weeks here while Kamara's out. So I, I would need something more compelling at running back than Zeke uh, to, to make that interesting at all for me. Uh, but I mean, y'all are sitting on Jamar Chase, Deontay, CD, Elijah Moore, and Devonta Smith. Jamison Williams coming back from suspension at some point. So, I mean, honestly, Williams and, and JSN could sit out till week seven or eight for you guys before they hit 100% and, um, and, and you'd be fine. So, I think for, for your team in this league, you need to have a, a pretty significant running back upgrade um, for JSN based on what his potential should be uh, if you're going to consider moving anything there. So... I like Jay Pip with the salesmanship here. He's like wide receiver six on your team. Why do you need him, right? Why do you need him? I, I do want to give John credit for this, though. I feel like this is the type of trade that you start out with. Hey, like everybody knows who Chris Godwin is, right? He didn't. He didn't just say, "Here's Zeke and you know Tyler Boyd." JSN hurt. Trade him away. It's at least a name people know. It, so I think it's kind of like a good start where it's like, okay, like you're probably not going to take this deal, but I also don't want you to think I'm coming in with my first deal and completely trying to screw you because I feel like when people do that, when it's just like so lopsided, you don't even, you know, you don't even want to look at who you have to trade away to get this mess it, it kind of leaves a sour taste in certain people's mouths. So, I mean, Bill, I'm going to make a big assumption here that you would uh, put a no on this one. Um, I already rejected it. Oh, he already rejected it. Goodbye. It will not be. I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at John's team though. So, not not that this is you know anywhere in the realm of possibility for John, but it, if you're looking at like, uh, let's change out Zeke and make it. Javante and Godwin for JSN and maybe like a late round future pick. Like a 2025 fourth or a 2024 fourth, excuse me. Yeah, that or maybe a third. Bump it up a little bit where it feels like semi-significant. Oh, stop, stop, stop getting up, giving away our one-week rentals. Them third round picks are for those one-week rentals. So props to John, though, also when he makes offers, he usually will send you like two or three combinations um, mm -hmm. of trade offers. That That's something I try to do if I see something. Uh, it just makes it, you know, gives people options to maybe build something off of one of those. Um, and I think uh, we've come to some trades that way. Um, and I feel like the percentage of trades I make when I send out multiple options um, is higher than if I just send like one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's something that more people need to do um, just to show that they're willing to, uh, you know, they're not locked in on a particular player um, that they're willing to kind of um, do different things to make something happen. Yeah. And, and I like, I like hat. I like being in a league with John because a, John is going to sell you, send you a bunch of offers, and b, you're probably going to reject a lot of offers. But like when you get that deal done, you just like feel like man, he got a good, he got a good deal. I got a good deal, and I, I've never left a trade with him saying, I just got, I got smoked on this one, or I really smoked him. Like you kind of were just like, Hey, I'm happy with what I got. I think he's happy with what I gave up. And I, those are the type of deals I like the most are those deals where 
Um, everybody wins. But, John, I'm sorry. Um, wide receiver six is still uh, is still staying on the squad. He's going to, you know, when our, when our guys get old, which the funny part is we really don't have old guys on our team. So, um, mm. oh, here we go. Javante and Zeke. I, I don't think you heard Drew correctly. Um, you you got to let Zeke just go into the old age home on your team. Um, now, like Drew said, if you want to do Javante and Chris Godwin and maybe Zeke as a throw in, maybe Bill and I will talk about that. I really like JSN. So, um, Bill, I don't know your, your feelings about him. I mean, obviously, I know you like him, but, like, I'm a big JSN guy, so – it would uh I think it would be hard for me. I think it would be hard for me to uh to say uh to say yes to that. But yeah, I just don't like trading for running backs to be honest with you. Like I am I'm so not the guy who's gonna trade to make sure my lineup's strong for week one. Like I just I'd rather bank the value in young wide receivers or quarterbacks and super flex, which obviously this league, we are not doing that, but like um, I would, I just rather do that than to get a, get running backs. I don't, I'm not super confident in, you know, like, I mean, we would before the season, we would be confident in Jonathan Taylor. And now like we're looking at a roster going, eh, probably the player I'm most confident now in our running back room is uh, David Montgomery. Like it's, you know, so it's just one of those things that's like, you know, I'd rather just wait and see what I need or if I need, you know, as we move into the season. And I, I guess, you know, I'm probably not that guy that's, you know, I, I'm we've been through this enough times to just know that, like, trying to make your lineup look pretty to start the season, you right. know, it backfires more than we think. And. Um, it's just better to make those decisions when you have more information uh, further into the season, in my opinion. Uh, no, nah, I, I mean, you bring up some really good points there. Um, and I, I, I listen, love Zeke. He was he was on my squad for a long time, did a lot of great things. But uh, look at this. Look at this salesmanship. Monty and Gibson are your starters. We, we still got Jonathan Taylor. Um I think whether he stays or he goes, he's going to be just fine. So I, 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 I'll, I'll still count him as a starter, my friend. Um, Ursa has entered the chat. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of us have got to get out of here in a minute. So let's do one more trade, and now we're going to flip. We're going to switch it up a little bit. This is a, a team that Drew and I own together, and uh, and. Dynasty Junkies number two. So we would get Amari Cooper, a 2024 first round pick, and a 2025 second round pick for one CD Lamb. What do you think about that, Bill? Um, it's interesting. Um, I mean, any guesses to where that team is located or potential? Like is it late? Uh, that that first, I I will say um, to give you context while I kind of look at that team and see what it's all about. We are 
probably rebuilding this team. So if that uh, gives you any context on. You talking uh, about uh, the safe leagues or you're talking about junkies? Junkies. Okay, junkies. Okay, I gotta, I gotta switch over to the right one here because yeah, yeah, junkies. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say if you don't think we're rebuilding in that one, let me know because I, I thought <laughs> we were, I thought we were rebuilding that bad boy because uh, our quarterbacks uh, they're not good. They're not good in that one. And do we have a starting one? We don't. No, maybe. We no, don't. we we have Ryan Tannehill. Calm it down. We have Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ain't nobody on that team proved anything. We have Ryan Tannehill. So I don't mind trading CeeDee Lamb. I'm not sure I want to make that trade to add a 29-year-old wide receiver. Um, so that's probably the biggest issue. I think CeeDee Lamb is kind of at his peak value um, probably ever. Um, like, I don't see him ever jumping into the top two wide receivers. And, I mean, he's kind of been hovering in that three to five range um, mm. this offseason. So I – have moved him a fair amount um, this year um, and been happy with it um, for the most part. So, like, I just feel like the points he's going to get you versus the points that you get from another wide receiver kind of in that a tier below him isn't going to be that big of a difference. So um, I get there's some fandom going on in this uh, trade offer, so it's hard for you to kind of let go of, CD Lamb, it'd be the same thing as if I had Amon Ra. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, I'd rather have him than somebody that I don't really root for, and, and that's part of fantasy football. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some people do it as like I have to win constantly, and to me, it's entertainment because, like, the amount of time I spend on this, uh, you know, on fantasy football, it's my entertainment dollar. And yeah. if I win three times my buy-ins, that's great. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's like. 25 cents an hour you know what i mean like yeah, yeah exactly. i spend so much fucking time on fantasy football and i love it so like um part of that is having the players you like and and so um not being a fan i would totally be fine moving cd lamb um and downgrading and getting picks um and maybe if you're confident in uh, Amari having a good year, like he had a great year last year, right? Like, I mean, very right. good, way better than we expected. And, um, you know, if you think he's going to have another one of those, you can probably trade for him during the season and, um, you know, probably make more than what you would with uh, CD Lamb alone. You know what I mean? Like if you, you basically be betting yeah. on Amari. So, so just to let you know, Bill, um, <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong, wrong one. Uh, Jesse sent us this trade, so you know he's trying. He's trying to let you know it's a great offer. Um, he also wants you to know you're very smart. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, uh, I think he may be trying to. Uh, Hasn't been watching this very long, then. He, he's trying to, uh, you know, contaminate the the witness here. But um, my issue with it, so I, I looked. I looked at that team. The first we're getting is probably a mid to late first. Um, this is a 14 team league as well. So I, I yeah, would say this, this pick is probably ending up somewhere in, in probably in that eight to 10 range. Um, so if it was, if it was someone younger than Amari Cooper and, and yes, you know, possibly he, he balls out and we can trade him later on down the road, but 
I don't always like to bank on that. Well, and if you're in a rebuild year, do you really want to be adding points with the hope that, you know, you can flip Amari? So, right. like, what, what sort of level of player would you need um, if you were going to get the 24 first, 25 second plus? Like, what type of player? Like, Elijah Moore? <laughs> well, that's funny. It's funny you say that because he has both Elijah Moore and – Amari Cooper. So I would prefer Elijah Moore. And I, I, you know, if I were countering this on my own, I'd, I'd probably ask for, he's got another 25 second. Yeah. Um, I think I would need more than just Elijah Moore, but I think like like what you're saying that Elijah Moore and another second is something that I would, a first two seconds in Elijah Moore, mm -hmm. you know, that seems reasonable. So um, yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting that I picked him out of like, and he's on his roster. So, hey, maybe you guys can make something work. So, so right Jesse, now, let's go. We'll, we'll, that's our counter. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, send, we'll send it to you official uh, through MFL. But I'm reading that, the that tiny is our comment. Yes, yes. Um, I, I will end by playing Tiny Dancer. Don't you worry. Uh, I'm very skilled uh, with the keys. But that that's it. That's it for us. Uh, fellas, I, I want to say thank you for both of you coming on. This is always so much fun. Uh, I say this all the time when people talk to me about this. I just wanted to be friends talking fantasy. We don't have like a very strict detailed, you know, lineup of, we got to talk about these points. Um, we just want to talk about what's going on. Try to help as many people out as we can. Um, all of the trades that I got were great because we got to set, sit down. A lot of them involved some combination of the three of us. So um, it was very, very relevant to all of us. But again, this was a ton of fun. Um, so I appreciate you guys. And Drew, I'll let you say a couple words to wrap up. And then Bill, I'll let you say a couple words to wrap up. Only thing I've got to say is counter has been sent. <laughs> yeah i love it i love it counter has been set bill what do you got so i guess we'll try to do this a little more frequently right um we'll see how it goes um you know it's I, combination it's not necessarily going to be you know consistent with all of us but i actually really enjoyed tonight because it was like it felt like more of like a conversation than you know maybe when we do the more structured we're pulling all the tweets and we're you know doing yeah. all that it's like i kind of this to me is more like, is fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I enjoy us bouncing ideas and talking this way. And, um, you know, kind of like, I think if we do this, I'm going to, you know, have, I'll be on a lot of the shows. <laughs> for, for sure. For sure. And that, that's kind of what I was looking at when I was trying to structure the show. I'll put that in quotes it was just kind of like, Hey, let's talk through the important news. Uh, we had a couple questions, which was great. And then, Hey, you know, we get trades, man. I mean, all three of us get trades and it's fun to talk through them because sometimes you're sitting there and you're going, even that, even that trade that we started out with like Malik Davis and Peyton Hendershot for a fourth, that's a trade you sit there and you look at and you go, I could go either way on this. Like is, are either one of those players going to send my team to a championship? Most likely not, but it's still kind of those deals, get yourself a little bit of depth, you know, those kind of things. So um, 
that was a lot of fun. And I think in future episodes, oh, wait a minute. Oh, sorry, sorry to cut, cut it off here. We got an accepted. So That's fun. Jesse, thank you, obviously, for accepting the deal. But Bill, thank you for the idea, because I know one thing I struggle with personally, and this is something that we all talk about. We all talk about the things that were weakened in this game is crafting those counters. God, what do I add? I, you know, obviously I want to get good value, but I also don't want to be, you know, that guy who's saying, well, I need, you know, T Higgins and another first on top of the first, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy. So there's, you know, kind of a fine line and it's something that I'm weak at. So having you here and saying, Hey, what about Elijah Moore, which just so happened to work out and we got a deal done, which always feels good. A little dopamine. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know that Jesse probably feels great just because like, you know, you're giving up a lot of like kind of quarters, you know, for yes. a dollar and, and so you get to condense and, you know, that that's great. But then you guys kind of in a rebuild, it's nice to have all those assets to, so it just works out, you know, for where you guys are both at. So, um, yeah, yeah fun, fun stuff. So, um, and, yeah, and when Elijah Moore, when Elijah Moore scores more points than city land, we'll look like geniuses. So there it works you go. Out all around. Um, but so on the way out again, one last time, thank, thank you guys both really appreciate it. And Thank you to everybody in the chat, man. This was, I think what made this show fun was, along with the format, was the chat, man. Agreed. P- Puff Pass Kick was in here. Jesse Shot was in here. We had Zach Reed earlier, Eitan Moja in here earlier, just Bob Gilchrist, a lot of eclectic group of people. Um, it was fun because a lot of the traits that I mentioned were, were with people in the chat. So um, that, that makes it fun as well, having the back and forth. And obviously – we got a trade done with Jesse because he was in the chat and we were able to bounce the idea, send it to him. He said, man, that sounds good to me and accepted it. So we got a deal done on the air, which is always a great feeling. So on that note, thank you to the chat. Thank you to you guys. Thank you to everyone who's going to listen to this in podcast form or watch the replay on YouTube. And we are going to get out of here. Late. Late.